Hello and welcome back to Voice of the Fire. I'll tell you another personal story, although, well, um, let's begin at the beginning. I wrote this story for a story night where I was supposed to tell an autobiographical story. However, in this story, I am merely a passerby, I'm just a prop. So I'm not very good at autobiographical stories, but I like the story. It's a story about travel and adventure, and it has someone whose foolishness certainly has a wisdom of sorts in it. It's set in Morocco. If you know Moroccan stories, you may have come across Joha. He was the advisor and counsellor to the king, a solver of riddles, an occasional fool, and a full-time trickster. Now Moroccans like a good trickster as much as anyone. Subtle and not-so-subtle ways of cheating or talking yourself into an advantage abound in the country. I remember when I accompanied a friend of mine to a police station in Marrakesh to get back his confiscated motorbike. The police has a bi-monthly raid on helmetless drivers. And usually nobody cares if you drive without a helmet in Marrakesh, but if the police needs a bit more money, they will start collecting motorbikes from anyone they account encounter who doesn't wear a helmet. So any helmetless person who is unlucky enough to stop within shouting distance of a policeman gets their bike confiscated. That day, the police station was full of people who had been booked for driving without a helmet. How did I know? Well, none of them had a motorbike, but they all clutched very bright helmets for everyone to see. Now my story is not about motorbikes. It's about a man named Messin. He was a young guy and he had watched a lot of Europeans and Americans his age who came to Morocco to backpack. He asked them where they were from and where they had been traveling. It's marvelous how easy it is to travel, no? You need a bit of money and a backpack and you're good to go. If you have the right passport. If you have a Moroccan passport, ah, well, that's a different matter. You need to prove a lot of things because people don't believe you just want to travel. You have to prove you don't want to take advantage of the bad weather and the miserable moody people all over Europe. You have to prove you have money, but not too much money. Well, too much money is a kiff dealer's prerogative. You have to have the right amount of money. Your return ticket must be printed and always in your hand. Nobody will believe that you like your homeland, but just want to travel. I mean, how many black and brown backpackers have you seen, huh? Well, there's one. His name is Messin. He wanted to see Europe. Messin did not have enough money to fly, so he talked to an uncle who worked on a boat that exported fish to the UK. Messin went on board as a blind passenger. 
He didn't climb into a crate of fish, but they asked him to pretend to work on the boat, in case there were checks. So he made his way to the UK, somewhere up north. He walked around, looked at cliffs and the rainy countryside, but you sort of stand out as a brownish backpacker up in the far north. People became aware of him, and before soon he found himself in an institution for refugees. No documents and nobody believed he was just travelling. They gave him a bunk bed in a room with lots of rather depressed people. Well, I'm sure they are worth hostels, he said, and went to sleep. He had one advantage to all of them, though. He didn't want to stay in that country. He didn't want to stay in that place. He wanted to travel. They were allowed to go outside the institution for a certain amount of time, so Massin went and didn't come back. Instead, he went to London, where a friend of his family had a shop. He asked him for a place to sleep and some work. So he worked there for a while, saved some money, and went south. He continued his journey across the Channel. He continued his journey through France, past some other probably rather depressive institutions for refugees. But he didn't care about them. He had seen one. He knew what they were like. He continued and he went sightseeing. He always moved from one place to the next, always staying with relatives or friends of relatives or relatives of friends of relatives and did a little bit of work here, did a got a little bit of money there and sooner, 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 well, sooner rather than later he worked his way down further south, ever, probably ever feeling that he was being pursued by someone who wanted to put him back into some sort of institution, probably always being looked at, but you know, he didn't really care because he travelled. He travelled down through France, he travelled all the way to Spain, he travelled through Spain. He came to the south of Spain and he took a ferry. As you see, it is much, much easier for a brown person to go back to where they came from than to come from where they come from. The return journey, as it were. For now, it was a return journey. Now, nobody doubted that he was just traveling to get back home, and nobody stopped him from doing exactly that, because everybody more or less wanted him to go back. He went on the ferry, he crossed on the ferry, and he was back in Morocco. He went home to his family, he had backpacked, he had done what he had done, so he did what he always did. He went to some relatives or to friends of relatives or to relatives of friends of relatives and he asked them for a place to stay, he asked them if they had a job and he worked and he saved some money and then he moved somewhere else again. That is the story of Messine, the brown backpacker. <laughs>